Oh, hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Today, we're going to talk about things that just don't work and why we tolerate them. Also, uh, there is a big, big scam going on in your kitchen. We're going to talk about it from my kitchen. And how do you make teriyaki sauce or how do you replace just eggs? Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. Oh, it is the Corel cast, and I am Corel, and I'm so very glad you are joining me. What a day we've got for you today. First of all, I'm in the kitchen. I'm in the kitchen. Ain't it just bitching that I'm right here in the kitchen? Uh, coming to you from my kitchen at Maison Boulet, I'm so glad you're going to be joining me today because down here we have the makings of some incredible stuff. I'm going to show you how to make teriyaki sauce, real teriyaki sauce, from scratch, not the store bottle bought stuff. I'm going to teach you how to make just egg, the egg substitute for Veganuary. Here's my mung beans, which have been soaking away. So we're going to do just egg. And uh, we're going to mix it all together and show you how to make it all work out right, honey, right here in the kitchen. Uh, and this is my, my Vitamix, my Ninjas right here. It's not a Vitamix, it's a Ninja. Big difference, like $500. Uh, but we, we're going to need it for the just egg. So we're going to get all that in the third segment. Uh, right now, though, I want to start by talking about, on this Friday, you know, things that just don't work. Now, in the New York Times, there was an article today about fear and what Americans fear the most. Uh, and 60% of Americans fear an incompetent government uh, or go corrupt government, uh, corrupt government officials, etc. Isn't it funny that 60% of Americans fear that uh, and then do nothing to elect actual honest people? Uh, because if their, their fear was real, they'd get rid of the Republican Party altogether. Uh, and, you know, today, as uh, was it today? No, yeah, today, uh, Trump has derailed uh, the immigration bill that was going through. Now, how a person who is not in Congress, not in the White House, can derail an actual bill that's going through proves that they're still taking their marching orders from him. Uh, and that's just sad because also he is on the stand in a sexual assault case where he has actually already been found guilty of sexual assault. The judge even said it is a given that he raped Miss Carroll. So they're, they're not deciding that. They're deciding how much money she should get for the defamation. And he's saying he never defamed her. Okay. And I thought to myself, how proud Republicans must be that their candidate, the guy that they are running for president has already been found guilty, already been found guilty of fraud in New York. We're just waiting to see how much money he has to pay. And now he's been convicted, well, found guilty of sexual assault. This is a man running for president. Okay. Sexual assault and fraud already found guilty. Like not even a jury. No, no. Already found guilty. And then, of course, there's, well, if you take away those two, there's 89 other counts against this man. And this is who they're taking their orders from. This is who they're marching lockstep behind. That shows you what kind of a party and what kind of people they are. Look, would I buy a piece of art or listen to a song by somebody who perhaps had his past? Maybe. I don't know. But would I put the man in the White House? No. No, I would not. So he took the stand yesterday and it was a disaster and a debacle and all of that because he's a blowhard. Uh, and 
you know, not just that, but now he's derailing pieces of legislation to make Joe Biden look bad. And yet he's screaming election interference, election interference, all of these court cases, election interference. And meanwhile, he's interfering with the acts of Congress and what the Senate is doing to try to make Joe Biden look bad, if that isn't election interference. But these people are so stupid and so brainwashed and indoctrinated, they can't figure that out. They don't get it. Okay, I get it. They don't get it. Uh, so all of that is going on. And the biggest fear Americans have, 60%, uh, is a corrupt politician. So why would we put up with corrupt politicians, if that's one of our biggest fears, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get why we do it. But there's a lot of other things I don't get on this uh, maybe fed up Friday, if you want to, you know, put it that way. I'm fed up with the U.S. Post Office. Last week, someone in Washington sent a package to my house for Thea, who arrived Monday, did a show Tuesday, left on Wednesday. It never got here. They said there was the wrong address. There wasn't. But the Monday before it was supposed to be delivered, this last Monday, we corrected the address with the post office on the phone and then went to package intercept on the website, input it. So they should have had no problem. What did they do? They tried to deliver it to a wrong address, which wasn't even showing up on any of the paperwork. They just took it to an address that they made up because the post office has become incompetent. And you say, well, yeah, Carol, I don't use it. Well, you certainly pay for it. You know, over in Great Britain, they're, they're talking about doing away with the post office except for three days a week. They call it the Royal Mail Service. That three days a week is what they're, because no one's using it. And why is no one using it? Why is everyone now using UPS or FedEx? Well, not FedEx. FedEx is, is as bad as the post office. If you just don't want to get your package or you want to get it when they want to bring it to you, then you can go FedEx. But if you actually want to get the package, then guess what? Don't go FedEx. FedEx sucks when it comes to, <laughs> there goes my ad from them, right? But it sucks. And yet we put up with this bad service from the post office. We pay for it. We put up with it. And we don't demand better. That goes back to our fear of corrupt politicians. They're corrupt because we don't demand better. Okay? And so I just... I wonder to myself, how long are we going to keep paying for an institution that just doesn't work? They get the package to you when they want or they don't. It, they, it just doesn't work. The only thing that seems to get through on time and with regular is, guess what? Bills. And no problem with a bill ever arriving. A bill has never been lost in the mail. How is that possible? How is it possible that a bill has never been lost in the mail but packages that you need, checks that you may be waiting on, those get lost in the mail. But a bill? Oh, honey, a bill will find you, okay? I mean, a bill will get forwarded. I mean, you know, they will find you to bring your ass a bill. But something that you need or want? Hell no, good luck with that. And so as we have this fear of corruption and corrupt politics, why do you think the post office is so bad? Corrupt politicians. Louis DeJoy, the guy that runs it, a complete idiot. The board that oversees it, obviously complete incompetent idiots who don't use the Postal Service. You know, senators and congresspeople should have to be on public assistance, should have to be on regular health care, Obamacare, or they should have to exist on public assistance. That way, when they legislate it, they have some say in it. 
They should also have to use the post office only for everything, all their packages, everything. They should only be able to use, if you work for the government, the U.S. post office, because then they would make it better, wouldn't they? <laughs> but of course they don't. Uh, and so therefore it's a failing institution that we put up with. And I don't understand why. Another thing I don't understand, air travel. I don't get it. Every day in the news, there is something horrible about air travel going on. Every day. Either a door is falling off or a plane's catching fire or delay after delay after delay after delay, treating you like cattle. Why do we put up with, you know, you can take a train, you can take a car, or guess what? You could demand that airlines actually treat you better. Pete Buttigieg is trying, but you could demand them even go further. We give them millions of dollars, the airlines, or we did. And we still do. We build their airports for them. The city owns the airports, not the airlines. So we build them these fabulous airports. And what do they do? They screw us every chance they get. They nickel and dime us. They refuse to offer good service. They cut, cut, cut more than they give, give, give. Many of the employees are rude. And now they behave like absolute tyrants. Like flight attendants, I love you. But some of you take your job way too seriously, okay? You are not like the police. All right, when we come back, oh, we've got so much to do today. We're gonna talk kitchen topics. Topics that pertain to the kitchen. Because I'm in the kitchen. Including the reusable bag myth. We'll talk about that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. You know you wanna be in my kitchen. Come on, let's cook up the fun, baby. Let's do it. Cook it. I got a pan. I will. It's get it. broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corelcast, driving you home or driving you crazy. Oh, the best laid plans of mice and men oft gang a glee, honey. Which means, if you don't speak Middle Earth, that we often go into something very well-intentioned, okay? But then our fix, or our well-intentions, don't really fix the problem. They actually make it worse. Now, I know you can all think of a, several, you know, instances where that's true. Uh, and here is one. I found out yesterday from the CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Company, uh, that the average person, and I checked it holds true for America, the average person has 10 or more of these. Or, where is it? Under here from Sprouts. Or, I mean, look at me. One, two, three, four, five, six. And these are just in my kitchen. Okay, these aren't the ones that are out in the shed. Okay, and of course, and right here on the side, look, big, huge letters right here on the side. Reuse your grocery bag. Reuse, reuse, reuse. Okay, because they're outlawing single-use plastic bags and paper bags. They're saying, oh, they're really bad for the environment. And they are. They're, they appear everywhere, including in our groundwater now. 
So now they've gone to these reusable bags at many, many stores. Here's the problem. You don't bring them. You don't bring them. Even if you leave them in your car, you leave them in your car. And then you're at the checkout. You're not going to, oh, let me hold, well, you hold all my groceries. So, you know, I'd, so you're not bringing the bags into the store. So the average consumer now has 10 or more reusable bags at their house. Some people have hundreds. I'm not making this up. Some people have hundreds. The average in Canada was 25. Okay, 25. So first of all, how many do you have? Put the comments down below. Don't lie or email me, comments at reallycorel.com. How many reusable plastic bags do you have at your house or these cloth bags? How many? How many? If you live in the Bay Area, they outlawed plastic bags a long time ago. And so you may have hundreds. You might have a group. People are making wedding dresses out of them. I'm not making this up. They're doing all kinds of stuff with them because they have too many. But here's the real problem. A lot of them, a lot of them are winding up where? In landfills. If you go through any landfill right now, you will find reusable bag after reusable bag. And... They say that they are recyclable, but a lot of them actually aren't recyclable. Things that say recycle on them aren't necessarily made of stuff that your local recycler can recycle. And so the average American, anywhere from 10 to 25 of these bags at your house. I want to hear from you. Put the comment down below. You can just put a number down below. How many? Go count right now because I'm, look, I'm counting right at one, two. Oh, there, see here, look at this. Oh, see, the maids came. Look at this. Okay, and, and by the way, these are like 10 cents a bag. So we got one, two, and this is me. Okay, I'm, I'm a responsible person. Uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, not 10, just in my kitchen. 10. <laughs> now they're supposed to save the planet. They're not. And the number one use for a reusable grocery bag, trash. People are putting their trash in them and then putting them in the trash. So they're ending up in a landfill anyway. So we're trying to solve the problem. And I have a solution, by the way. We're trying to solve the problem of reusable plastic bags, except we're not reusing them. You know you're not. You know that you get to the store and you're like, forgot the bags. And so you just buy more. You pay the nickel, you pay the dime, or you pay the dollar fifty or two dollars or whatever, and then you get a new bag. And you'll say, well, I'll reuse these. And then you don't. And then you go to the store, and they, or you put them in your car, and they say, okay, this way, I can't forget them. They're in my car, so I will definitely take them with me. But you get to the grocery store, and you forget them in your car. <laughs> Does this sound familiar? And then you get inside and uh, paper or plastic, sir. Oh, well, I didn't bring bags. Okay, well, we'll just give them to you. You just have to, you know, we'll charge you a nickel or whatever. So it's not working. The shift to reusable grocery bags aren't working. And you know why? You know why? Come on, come on. You know why? Because the store still sells them. Okay? The store will still sell you a bag to take your groceries home. And you rely on that. You figure, oh, you know what, if I don't have it, it's fine, I'll just buy another one. 
And so you buy 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, and it defeats the purpose. In order for this to work, okay, in order for us to actually stop using these bags one time. Oh, and by the way, there was a, there was a piece of science that said you have to reuse this bag right here or the cloth one 10 to 20 times before it has a neg before it has a neutral impact on the environment. Just reusing it once or twice, it's given what it's made out of and given that you're going to throw it away, um, that still is not helping the environment. You have to use it 10 to 20 times each bag for you to actually be making a difference for the environment. And so you know what the solution is? Grocery stores need to stop providing bags altogether. Well, Corel, what am I going to do if I get there and I truly forgot my bag? Baskets. They need to sell grocery baskets because you're not going to hoard, you know, 50 of those and make you pay a deposit on that basket. In other words, we'll get, you know, like a picnic basket, a basket for groceries. We'll let you take a basket home, you know, make them plastic or whatever, or, you know, cardboard, whatever. Make them out of some neutral thing for the environment. However, we're going to charge you a $10 deposit on the basket, which you will get when you bring the basket back. Trust me, you'll bring it back if there's 10 bucks in it. The fact that they keep allowing you to buy bags defeats the purpose. There has to be, look, if it's that bad for the environment, if it's so important that we have to stop single-use bags and go to reusable, then stores need to stop offering them when we get checked out. That way you are forced to bring your own or you'll be stuck, you know. Look, you'll, you'll be responsible if you have to. If you know that you are not gonna be able to carry your groceries out of the store unless you bring a bag, you'll bring a bag. And for people that don't, go back to paper. If they don't bring a bag, don't even offer them a plastic bag. Make them use recyclable, good old-fashioned paper, which we used to make book covers out of and all these other things, but make them do that. That is the solution. They must stop offering plastic. They must stop. If you want one of these reusable grocery bags, you should have to buy it at Target or Walmart or whatever. You shouldn't be able to buy it at a grocery store. When you go to the grocery store, all they should have to access is paper, period. And if you don't want that, if you want plastic or if you want the cloth, then you have to bring it and you have to buy it somewhere else. Amazon, Target, Walmart, whatever. Well, Corel, that, uh-uh. See, that's the problem. We, we want to take big steps to help the environment, but we don't want them to be too drastic. Well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want them too drastic of a step. Uh-huh. Honey. Okay. Now. The other thing is, there was just a report out about how much you're spending on groceries. How much you're spending to put things in your refrigerator and on your shelves. California, number one, $269 a week. That's like $1,200, almost $1,200 a month. Nevada is right behind uh, with like $234 a week. Every state, the lowest, the lowest, number 50 on the list was $119 a week, which is still almost $500 a month. 
Now, before you blame that on Joe Biden and say, oh, it's the Biden economy, he does not set grocery prices. Seven companies, seven, seven companies run things and they set grocery prices and they are making record profits, 200%, 400%, 800% some of the companies are making in profit, okay? So if you don't like what you're spending every week at the grocery store, then start telling your legislature, le legislator that they need to regulate the profit that food companies can make because it's obscene what they're making and you're hurting. All right, let's get cooking. Let's make stuff next. Come on. You're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L.com. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. La la la. You're listening to the Corelcast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to my kitchen. All right, y'all heard me screaming about the price of just egg, and it is Veganuary, so I want to help you out uh, if you're trying to be a vegan or a plant-based eater. Some of you don't want to give up eggs. I get it, but you don't have to. We can make them. Now, these are mung beans, which are really a kind of lentil, okay? Uh, and here, here they are. These are mung beans. And so I looked at the recipe for just egg, which is the most popular egg substitute. And I thought, well, can't be that hard. Let's try to recreate it. Now I've written down what I think is in it. Uh, and when I searched the web and sort of found what some people think, are in, you know, so a company is not gonna give away their proprietary uh, recipe, but we can figure it out because we're chefs, right? You and I. All right, so don't be scared by all this, by the way, the, the, this is all fabulous. It's all easy. So first of all, take half, and let me go over here and show you. I'll go out of camera for a second, but I want you to take half a cup of mung beans and you'll see them on Amazon or in Asian stores called mung bean washed split or mung, M-O-O-N-G, doll, D-A-L. Now it's mung, M-U-N-G, they're mung beans or gram beans, but this is what it's called, mung doll. You can get this at almost any Asian store. You can certainly get it on Amazon. I got this for $7 on Amazon, this whole thing for $7, not one container of just egg, this whole thing. Uh, okay, so you take half a cup and you soak it overnight uh, and it becomes a full cup. And there's your full cup. And you put those mung beans in a blender, okay? A very strong blender. Then you're gonna need a cup of plant milk. Now this is soy milk and you know that I made it in my Chef Wave right over there, uh, which I love and adore. So you put a cup of plant-based milk I use soy because I make soy. This is actually soy and hemp uh, because I like to fancy up my milk. All right, and now I have all the spices here uh, all out. And what these spices are, I'll paste this online. Two tablespoons oil. I used uh, safflower oil. You want a neutral oil, okay? 
uh, two tablespoons nutritional yeast, which is a powerhouse of protein and deliciousness. So you want to get some of that just to have. A quarter teaspoon of garlic powder, a quarter teaspoon of onion powder, a quarter teaspoon of paprika, an eighth of a teaspoon of turmeric for color, a teaspoon of baking powder, and we're doing that as a leavening agent in there, three quarter teaspoons of regular salt, and then an eighth of a teaspoon of this wonderful, wonderful stuff right there. Uh, it's called kala namak, or black sea salt, and it tastes like egg. It, it's got a sulfury taste, and it tastes like egg. So if you want to add an egg flavor to a vegan dish, use black sea salt or kala namak, K-A-L-A, N-A-M-A-K. It's for the eggy flavor. So we're going to put all of those fabulous spices, the baking powder and the turmeric and the paprika and all of that, onion powder, garlic powder, all of that. We're going to put the two tablespoons of oil right there. And we're going to put the salt right here, two kinds of salt, the, uh, the kalanamak and the uh, regular pink salt that I use. And then the two tablespoons of the flakes of nutritional yeast Look at that. Isn't that fabulous? And then we're just going to find what I did with the lid and we are going to turn this on high and we are going to blast the, the hell out of it. It's going to be loud, children. Are you ready? Here we go. Whoa! Yeah, mix it up. Go, child. Go. Whoa! We're mixing. Yeah! Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Okay. Lord have mercy. Now you want to make sure those mung beans are pulverized, honey. Pulverize those beans into non-existence. Let it go one more time. Come on, let's, who cares about the noise? Let's go. Oh my God. Absolutely fabulous. I could edit that out, but I'm not gonna. Okay, and now here we have, allegedly, we have the just egg substitute. It certainly looks like just egg. Look at that. Look, it's even a beautiful yellow here. Take a look. Where are you guys? You're over here. Look at that. Look at that. Now, this much in the store, okay, I have just made what? How many, how many ounces? 16 ounces in the store is $9, <laughs> okay? So now to see if this works, I have pre-greased <laughs> I come pre-greased. I'm a handy gay. I have pre-greased uh, my brava uh, because I use the brava to cook my eggs. And I'm going to put this in the brava while I show you how to make teriyaki sauce, okay? So here we go. There it is right there. Uh, and I'm going to put it in the brava, which is over here. I'm off camera for a moment. Uh, and because my kitchen's not quite set up for, uh, you know, to be a... A TV kitchen. All right, it's in the brava. It's going. So there we have that. Now, uh, the other thing I wanted to show you today, it, since we're showing you how to make things from scratch, by the way, this will keep in the refrigerator for one week, or you can freeze it for up to three months. Uh, isn't that something? We'll see how it cooks up here in just about six minutes. The next thing I wanted to show you how to make from scratch, it's so easy. Uh, and it's the real stuff. American teriyaki sauce sucks balls. It's not real. It's not real sauce. Okay. But I found out the real recipe from a Japanese person uh, that they use for teriyaki sauce in the restaurants. And here it is. It's just four ingredients plus some seasoning. So here we go. 
This is teriyaki sauce. The first thing you're going to need is either aminos or soy sauce. Okay, so I'm going to put it right here in this. That's a quarter cup of soy sauce. I use aminos, okay? I use coconut aminos. So that's a quarter cup right there of soy sauce or aminos. Now, and it's all one-to-one. -one. This is a quarter cup of agave syrup. Sweet, isn't that lovely? Look at that, mm-hmm. Now, a quarter cup of mirin, M-I-R-I-N. You can get it in any store. It's basically sweetened rice wine is what mirin is. Uh, it does have alcohol in it, by the way, This for those of you trying to watch out for alcohol. So this is a quarter cup of mirin that we're going to put in there. And again, it's one to one to one. Quarter cup of your sugar or sweet, a quarter cup of soy sauce or aminos, a quarter cup of mirin. And now, sake to me, baby, a quarter cup of sake, okay? And I mean regular old sake right here, quarter cup. If you are sensitive to alcohol, detoxing, trying to stay away from drugs, it is a common myth that alcohol cooks out of recipes. It does not. It takes three hours for alcohol to cook out of a recipe. After 15 to 30 minutes, you still have about 40% of the alcohol in the recipe. And a narrow pan like this, less alcohol is gonna boil out as opposed to a wide pan. Now this is a teaspoon of, uh, of cut up uh, uh, garlic and cut up ginger, right here. Ginger and garlic. And I just throw that in there because it's yummy. Put this on the stove. There we go. Let it cook. Hey, it's and that's it. Ember and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash reallycorel. That's youtube.com forward slash reallycorel for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. That's patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, Really Corel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free Corelcast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free Corelcast app. Remember, I am Corel. All right. You want to be, so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today. Alrighty, I did not get to finish, so we're going to take it one more segment today on this Friday, just so you can see the things as they are finished, uh, and I can feel that I've done a good job for you. So stay right where you're at, and we're going to see the soy sauce, and we're going to see if the just egg cooked up or if I'm a miserable failure, which sometimes you fail. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. All righty, it is the Corelcast, and I am Corel, and I'm going another segment because I wanted to show you everything as it gets done. Already over on the stove over here, we have the soy sauce, which is bubbling. It started bubbling during that little commercial break there. Uh, and in the Brava, we have the Just Egg, which is about to be done. Uh, and the whole point of doing this for you isn't just to try to convert you to plant-based eating. It's to show you that 
while grocery prices are soaring for some things, like even teriyaki sauce, a bottle of teriyaki sauce in the store is really expensive, okay? It really, truly is. And so if you're able to cook it more cheaply, then why not? And you saw that it was just four ingredients plus some spices. What is it again? Sake, mirin, soy sauce or aminos, and a sugar, a sugar of your choice. I wouldn't use maple syrup in it. You could use agave, brown sugar. Uh, imagine you could use anything, molasses if you wanted to. Uh, now you don't want to boil this that too much because uh, you don't want to have, to have too much of it evaporate. Uh, and so the point is, and like with the Just Egg, these corporations are marking stuff way, way high. Take bread, for instance. Five to seven dollars for a loaf of bread. You can make a loaf of bread at home so quickly and so easily, and we will go over how. Uh, not today, uh, but we will go over how. My friend Steve, child, he is bacon. He is bacon. For instance, pizza dough. My friend Thea, th on Wednesday, we had pizza uh, uh, with our uni pizza ovens. I have one. Steve has one. Don't you have an uni? My God. Uh, what's stopping you? $1,000. Uh, and so we have the unis. And Thea came over and we made pizza from scratch. And it was so good. And she's like, this is so much better than a restaurant. And it is. In order to save money, y'all need to get back in the kitchen. And you need to realize that there's nothing, there is nothing that you can't make in the kitchen yourself that they sell in the store. I don't care what condiment it is. I don't care what sauce it is. You, somebody made it somewhere, right? And they're not smarter than you. So no matter what it is, you can save money by making it yourself in, like my milk. You know, do you know how much a half a gallon of soy milk is now? It's like four or five dollars. This is literally two tablespoons of soybeans and two tablespoons of flax for the whole thing. That's all I used. And look at it. Creamy, delicious, fabulous milk. And this probably cost under a dollar. It's just, you know, 40 ounces of water, two tablespoons of soy and two tablespoons of, of flax seeds. No, I used uh, hemp seeds, hemp seeds. And that's it. And it's delicious and lasts me almost a week. This mung doll, like I said, $7 for this whole thing. Just going to make a whole lot of just egg. Okay. It truly, truly is. And so I need you to start getting out of the mindset of I need to buy something or I can't have it because I didn't buy it. That's ridiculous. All right. I say the soy sauce. Oh my God, this teriyaki. If you, oh. This smells like the best Japanese restaurant you've ever been to. Now, you don't have to overcook it on the stove because you would use this in a recipe. For instance, let me pour it in here so you can see it. Ooh, look at that. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. So this is, you know, eight ounces I just made, and that's pretty damn cheap. And this, would you could uh, marinate your tofu in this. Use like half of it to marinate the tofu and then use the other half to cook the tofu. And by the way, if you're one of the people that like thick teriyaki sauce, you're like, Corel, that just ain't thick enough. If you're one of those people, then guess what? You could put a little cornstarch in here and just right now, I would, you gotta, you can't put cornstarch in a hot liquid, okay? You have to dissolve the cornstarch in a cold liquid and then incorporate that in there. You could have done it at the beginning, by the way. Not very much. A teaspoon, maybe a teaspoon and a half. Uh, and that would thicken it up if you must have thick soy sauce. Let's taste it. 
Oh my God. That is the best teriyaki sauce you will ever have in your entire life. I am telling you, do what I just did. Mirin, sake, soy sauce, sugar, and then some ginger and garlic. Oh my God. I could just drink this. Probably get drunk too. Mmm. God, that's so good. Okay, so over here I hear the ding, ding, ding. Let's go and let's see if it's a, a horrible mess or if it cooked like just egg. Oh my God, I've done it. I'm as surprised as you are. There are our little just egg frittatas right there. Do you see them? Look at those. Those are just egg frittatas. Now this is hopefully going to taste like egg. By the way, that will also scramble like an egg. You can use it in a recipe that calls for eggs to replace the eggs. Let's see. It always sticks in the Brava, by the way. Always, always, always. Not just, just egg. Everything sticks in the Brava these days. It's because my pan is worn out. All right, let me... I want to taste it. I want to taste it. Where's a spoon? I don't need teriyaki egg. Okay, let me see. It's light, it's flaky. Okay, here we go. Oh my God. It tastes just like egg. <laughs> I, it tastes like I'm tasting an omelet. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's delicious. I've done it. I have recreated just egg. You know, I, I think the baking powder, though, I might leave that out. I think it makes it a little too cake-like almost. Uh, but it tastes like egg. And it looks like egg. And I could use it like egg. Uh, and I could scramble it like egg. I've made egg. <laughs> out of mung beans. All right. I hope this has inspired you to get back in the kitchen and start making stuff yourself. All right. Start making stuff from scratch for yourself. I am Carell. Be who you want to be. So I'm not hurt anybody. I will be back on Monday. Uh, so don't go anywhere. Uh, we've got lots to talk about next week. We'll be cooking. I'm on some more of this damn teriyaki sauce. Oh my God. Oh, I bet I should dip that egg in there. Why wouldn't I? I mean, you know, teriyaki egg, it could happen. Let me taste. Here we go. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just going to eat this. Oh my God. It is delicious. Oh. It's also good. This sauce, I could win an award. I could win an award for this sauce. All right. So I will see you on Monday. Uh, do not hesitate to email me. I want to know in the, in the comments down below how many of the reusable bags you have at your house. Okay? How many? 10, 15, 20, 1,000? <laughs> Let me know in the comments section or email comments at reallycorel.com. Uh, or down below on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Really Carell. Hey, patrons, how about we get together next Sunday, a week from this Sunday, how about we get together and have a ball? So patrons, look for an email with a Zoom link, and next Sunday, a week from this Sunday at 5.30, we will get together, and child, we will have us a ball. It'll be a grand and a glorious time. So don't forget that. If you're a patron, if you're not a patron, why aren't you? Just go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Really Carell. That's patreon.com forward slash Really Carell, and that's how you become a patron. 
All right. Until next Monday, or not, well, not next Monday. Well, yes, the next Monday in our, in our book. Uh, but until this coming Monday, uh, please stay safe out there. Have a great weekend. Uh, try to have some fun. Listen to some great music. Uh, maybe watch a great movie. I've been watching a ton of them. Uh, or catch up on a new great TV series. True Crime is getting really good, uh, which I can't wait. I'm trying to watch season four of Fargo so I can get to season five. Not liking season four. I don't know why. Chris Rock, it's, it's just, I'm not really into the story. Uh, but that's okay, because I hear season five makes up for it. So we'll get through that as well over the weekend. Uh, and next week, I'm going to show you how to make more things in your kitchen. But uh, this, I could bottle. I could bottle and sell this to you all. All right. Until next Monday, I am Krell. Be who you want to be. As long as I'm hurt, everybody. Bye, everybody. Kisses, kisses. I could bottle. Oh, hey, teriyaki. I can have a bed and pour this all over a man and just lick it, honey. <laughs> it's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service.